0: I'm Dr. Lara Devgan. I'm a plastic surgeon in New York City, the CEO of Scientific Beauty, and of course a major beauty enthusiast. You are listening to Beauty Bosses, where we chat with fellow industry leaders who are shaping beauty, fashion, wellness, and all things pretty. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of Beauty Bosses. I have a very cool guest here today, David Parada. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks
1: for having me.
0: Thank you for being here. I'm so so happy too. So, David is a beauty and men's grooming expert he has basically launched 77 brands into the stratosphere and his job is really interesting and that's why i'm so excited to have him on the show today because i don't totally understand it but i'm like pretty blown away by it at the same time so tell tell us tell us in your own words like how would you explain what you do
1: Well, um, I have two companies. I have a brand management company, which we work as like an agency, like say a modeling or talent agency for brands, for young emerging brands and also existing brands that we've worked with for a long time. And then we're also distributors, so we import brands and buy inventory and hold it in our warehouse and sell it to all the best stores and retailers across the U.S. Um, So pretty much we're an incubator of young brands and throughout our 10 years of having this company – Many of our brands have gone on to move on to the umbrellas of Unilever and Procter and Gamble and other big companies.
0: But you are you started out in a very different place, yeah. so um, I heard that you started your career at Bergdorf Goodman. I did. Tell me what you were doing at Bergdorf. Well,
1: it all started. I went to school for musical theater and accounting, and um, I did that so I could make my parents really happy. They were scared about the musical theater degree. <laughs> so
0: the accounting kind of counteracts it. Mean, yeah, it made them
1: feel like, okay, it's okay, he's got like something to back up, this dream of his. And so I made my way from Rhode Island to London, finally making my way to New York City. And on a lunch break, I left my accounting job where all my colleagues went to like Rutgers and no one was seemed to be happy. I was like, I can't be working here. So um, after a lunch break and having a few glasses of wine at lunch, I ended up at Bergdorf Goodman. Mm -hmm. And the counter manager there told me I had great skin and she asked me if I had worked in retail and I said yes and she hired me on the spot, and I started at Bergdorf the next day and I've been in the industry for 20 some odd years after that.
0: Wow, and so how did you decide that you were meant for something more than just working at Bergdorf Goodman? Like at what point did you feel like you needed to leave Bergdorf and start your own thing?
1: I think at that point I was meeting all these young, um, creative brand owners, developing brands. And after working with Natura I worked for a line called Sundari, which was owned by Christy Turlington. And it was the first kind of Ayurvedic natural based brand. And so I got really intrigued by niche and indie beauty. Mm -hmm. And so I made my way to Barney's right after Bergdorf's. And so my first two stores were the best retailers in the U.S., Bergdorf's and Barney's. And I eventually made my way over to helping build brands with Jeffrey Scott, New York City, which was the showroom at the time that launched all of the best, newest, youngest brands. And I became one of the youngest sales directors in the industry at that time.
0: That's very cool. And um, what did that experience teach you about who you wanted to be for your next step?
1: Um, I guess I always wanted to just challenge myself. I'm that guy that always loves a project. Um, and so if I don't have a project at home or in my career or in my own kind of realm, I kind of want to challenge myself and keep learning. I was told years ago by like this 83-year-old entrepreneur, business owner, that you can never stop learning. You never know everything and you always have to keep challenging yourself. So I've always have and I still am. And that's why now after having two companies, we've started the third, which is Materie.com, which is our new beauty website.
0: Yeah, so what's the purpose of the new website?
1: Well, I've been launching many brands in my career in the last five to seven years. The space has been full of so much kind of clutter. Everyone and anyone and thinks they can have a brand and they want their own brands. And um, I have a hard time with private label brands and I have a hard time with brands that aren't formula-owned by the founders. So that's kind of how Materia started and my company started. I only wanted to work with published doctors, surgeons. If I work with a doctor brand, they have to be a surgeon or a dermatologist or they have to be published. There's so many doctor brands out there. I'm sure as a doctor, you're well aware of all these doctor brands that are out there that probably aren't practicing like yourself or doing, you know, what... I have my diligence. thoughts about that. We'll I have to too. take it
0: offline. <laughs> we'll take it offline. We um, won't go into no, that. I mean, I guess we can go into it. Actually, maybe I don't want to, like, completely put my foot in my mouth <laughs> or maybe only halfway. But I do think that it's very interesting, especially in the realm of beauty, yeah. how we have made cults of personality into brand figureheads. And it's... I mean, listen, I love reality TV and Instagram influencers just as much as the next person but why are we buying our skincare from them and like why what do they know about which type of retinoid or mixed molecular weight hyaluronic acid is better for your skin like I mean n- of course it's learnable there's nothing that's not learnable and there's a lot I don't know about street style photography yeah. but you know but I mean the yeah. I, I've always been fascinated about why beauty is this special arena where We make heroes out of people who are not experts in the field. Whereas, you know, in fashion, you're not designing couture for a major label unless you've really worked from the ground up from your days being 18 years old at FIT and like in the trenches. Um, But in beauty, it's like, you know, anyone who's cute with an Instagram following can have, have a brand. Yeah,
1: that's what's happened in the last seven years. It's like everyone has a brand. And they aren't, you know, you watch these YouTube channels and it's kind of scary to watch how they're using their skincare. So, I guess for materiae, it means matter um, in Latin. So, it's all based on things that matter, people that matter. My mantra for the last decade has been great people behind great brands, which I genuinely believe in my founders and the brands that I represent and work with. Because the founders come from a very genuine place. I believe everything they're doing is because they're so passionate about what they do versus the end game of, like, selling and, you know, becoming, you know, another celebrity, um, young 19-year-old multi-billionaire.
0: Exactly. Um, But, (laughs) although, props to Kylie, because Uh, I honestly, honestly, like... I at nineteen, I was really not doing nearly as much as she's doing, so I really can't undermine that. In no, any way. I can't either. Yeah.
1: Um, also, I wish you know you have like a genius for a parent. It's always good to have that person behind you. Yeah,
0: <laughs> a little, couple of geniuses in the family never hurt anyone. Anyway. Oh, never. Oh, and for the for the record, since we're talking about brands and you know. Um, founders and skincare. I just wanted to st- say for the record that David and I don't have any financial or business relationship with each other no, because, don't. you know, um, we're in this weird climate of secret underground relationships God. that are not being fully disclosed, but we don't even though you're awesome and, oh, you know. um uh, just wanted to throw that out there for the people who are listening, <laughs> since the New York Times did a great job of uh, of making this into a big deal. Um, so I would like to hear more about how you figure out which brands are going to be great, because you're, you're sort of... Um, you're kind of a rainmaker in the sense that you pick brands out of obscurity and help make them into something. But on the other hand, you're kind of somebody who is figuring out which brands to pick. Mm-hmm. So tell us more about that so we can understand what to look for and what makes a successful beauty brand.
1: Well, it's interesting because we currently, now that we've had our company for so many years, we get about 16 to 22 new brands and samples and products a month for us to review. I kind of, kind of search everywhere around the world for the best and best, and it's funny because I like to help our kind of buyers and our um, retail partners find what they're looking for. So usually they're telling me what they're out there looking for, if they're looking for body care, if they're looking for skin care, if they're looking for a new color line, so that becomes my new kind of challenge to find the hottest new product for my clients, my retail partners. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much, like, and usually they don't really love the brands quite as much as I do in the beginning. They start loving it as soon as I've launched it into the top kind of conceptual stores and specialty stores. And then as soon as they see them in all the top stores and they're getting press, then they want them the bigger stores like the department stores. So I usually look at it as like a triple threat. A brand should be a triple threat all the time. You have to look at three elements. The first one for me is, of course, the, the, the face behind the brand, the person behind the brand that's gonna drive the business and also the person that people will kind of relate to when they think of that brand. Um, so the founder, of course. Number two is, of course, the ingredients and the integrity in what they put in their products you're not going to be using anything we we work any brand we work with you're not going to be using any ingredients that are bad for you um, I'm a big believer in nature and science so um, after I had a certain age I knew I need to have actives in order to keep myself looking fresh and as young as possible after being in the industry for 20 some odd years So most of our kind of skincare brands are nature and science based um, Our body care brands are natural naturally derived as well as um similar to that has great ingredients and so the, our third element also is the packaging products have to look good you want it to be luxurious you want it to feel great you want to be happy when you look at it when you're using it so those are the three keys like the face the founder one two the ingredients and integrity behind what's in the product and three is the packaging
0: Oh my god, this is gold. Are you guys <laughs> writing this down? I just, I'm taking notes on my Instagram live while we're podcasting. <laughs> oh my god, I that. that's what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, play it cool, play it cool. The podcast will live on after the Insta Live is over. Um, so. That's very interesting. Do you ever see a brand that has one or two of those elements but not all three and then give them a little rehab tutorial type of thing?
1: Yeah, there's been many brands that we are in love with the founder and the product itself but can't look at the packaging. It either feels like it should be on Etsy or it should be somewhere else. And so we kind of work with the brand owner to rebrand them and rebrand it because the product has to look like the founder. Yeah, like So when I'm looking at the founder and if the product's – don't convey their same energy message, there's a disconnect, and so the consumer will never connect to that product. If there's that disconnect between the founder and their packaging, usually the founder has great integrity in their ingredients because it's their passion is what they're putting Mm -hmm. in the product, but sometimes they have a hard time with what the exterior has to look like.
0: Yeah, and, you know, it's so interesting that you say that because in my own skincare line, that was part of the journey that I went down as well where I felt like, you know what we really need is clinically effective medical grade ingredients you know at a um, for a luxury audience that wants just the best and i really undervalued the importance of how something would look and feel and the user experience and what yes. it's going to be like on your vanity or the the feeling you get when you open the package wow. and so um after like a year-long rebranding that you know that's what kind of Totally moved the envelope, um, and I think that that's so smart. There are people, by the way, who are commenting that you're a genius on here. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, you're so and that you were really smart, and you got clapping emojis. <laughs> it's
1: so funny. I've always been like the Charlie in the beauty industry, like that person that sits behind the scenes, and makes brands take off, and I'm now recently I've been out there a little bit, and I'm, it makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Okay,
0: so that's the <laughs> next thing that I wanted to talk to you about. So, how do you navigate? Um, being a burgeoning public figure with a role that from a business standpoint is a more behind the scenes role
1: i think nowadays in order for my brands to take off my job is also to be out there speaking about what why we choose the brands we work with and it's it's important for us to be out there and now that we also have our own beauty website and our little installation and beauty curation at the Conservatory at Hudson Yards, it's, it's a lot of fun talking about why we choose the edit seasonally and why we choose the brands we have in our assortment and why we choose the brands that are on our website.
0: Okay, cool.
1: It so, is a little bit nerve-wracking, though, because I'm, I'm the guy that likes to look at a spreadsheet and kind of look at packaging and just, like, take it to another place and help build that brand. So usually it's me with the brand owner, so now it's, like... First time I'm acting as like a, a brand owner myself, which is a little bit strange and fresh and new for me.
0: Okay, that's amazing. <laughs> so, um, when you are figuring out next steps for um, a company, is that something that you work collaboratively with the founder and owner to do, yeah. or is that something where a company will give you creative control?
1: Um, a lot of them give us creative control with, um, a little bit of the feedback with the brand owner. We're a made-to-measure business, so I'm all about creating the voice for the brand owner and what they want. So it's not what what I want at the moment. I know what I would do if it was mine, but I wanted to do what's right for the brand and for the owner and make it make sure it's what makes them happy.
0: From a business standpoint, mm-hmm. is this is this the type of relationship? And sorry, excuse my ignorance, because I'm not totally familiar with um, um with this arena. But is this the type of relationship where you? Um, get an equity stake in the company or somebody pays you for your services like a consultant or you get like a percentage of something or
1: so as a distributor I own all the inventory so I buy it as um, a distributor pricing so similar to like manufacturing like a wholesale type of thing similar to that and and so it's at a certain coefficient Mm -hmm. and so but at that point we work as the power of attorney for that brand and as that brand in that market so many of the, the brands that we, we launched as distributors like Sasha One Hair Care into the U.S., Grown Alchemist, Lifestyle Brand into the U.S., and brands like that. But now those brands have been invested by Unilever Ventures, and so we've done a great job. It's like our kid is off to college to so a great school. Um, and then for our brand management business, we work as an agency, so it's commission structure. So we only um, make on what we do, on, on what we sell. And so, and then for the branding side, that's pretty much kind of a, a kind of like a retainer kind of consulting kind of hourly business.
0: Was there a a point in your career, I know now everybody's sending you their stuff and trying to pitch to you, but was there a point in your career where you were trying to bang on people's doors and convince them to take you seriously?
1: I think it all, yeah, it, when I moved out, to, so I always worked in-house for companies, so once I left working counters, I worked in-house for The Art of Shaving as their business devel- development director, I worked as a VP of sales for another men's grooming line, um, I worked as a sales director for another company, and so once I went in-house on my own, no one, they knew I was a free agent, but they always were used to me working in-house with brands, and so it was the first time that people were going to take a, a chance on me, and um, my first brand I signed was Mayron's goods, which I still work with 10 years later. Um, and a piece came out, Women's Wear Daily, and then all of my then all of my um, contacts here in in New York were like you're a free agent. We have so many brands that need your help. So right after that, I met Linda Rodin. Mm-hmm. Um, and she launched Rodin Eluso, which was kind of it was the it face oil, the first face oil to take off in the marketplace. Now everyone has a face oil, but she was the first, to have that trend-setting face oil that took over that kind of category. And not to mention she's one of the chicest and most fabulous people you'll ever meet in your life. She's got an incredible new dog accessory line called Winks, uh, Linden Winks, and she's got an amazing Instagram page. And she sold her brand after we had it for seven years, working with her for seven years. She sold it to Estee Lauder. And we managed the brand for Estee Lauder for a year after acquisition, but then I realized that's not why I got into the business. I got into business to work with these young brands and work with the brand owners and I'll work with these corporate companies.
0: That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really cool because it's not a traditional path and it's not a traditional story.
1: No. And there's only a few companies that do what we do in the U S so it's kind of fun. There's like one of my dear friends has a similar company in Orange County. Um, and she and I have dinner all the time and we talk about it cause we are the only two that do similar work. Um, there's other bigger distributors, but they have brands like that are masked and prestige that are sold everywhere that are very familiar. In, but, you know, in our, in my realm, it's like we work with the best of the best when it comes to specialty fashion, spas. Um, department what, are, stores.
0: what are some of the brands that people might have um, heard of and know about that you have worked with and helped?
1: Well, the first one, of course, is um, The Art of Shaving. Um, I'm sure in every mall you walk into I just had dinner with Eric and Miriam the founders last night And it was so great because I've known them for 20 some odd years and they're just like family to me um, So that's one of them I was their business development director and then sold to Procter & Gamble And you know another brand is Ilia Beauty which is all one of the first of clean makeup on the market So I've been working with Sasha the founder for almost nine years And it's one of the top kind of growing brands at Sephora and also it's in all the top kind of, kind of uh, clean beauty stores like Credo and Detox Market and um, Follain and so and, you know she's killing it out there so that's one of the other ones people knows, um, for um, people knows for Sasha Wan hair care which, is in all the top salons as well as kind of department stores and online. Um, platforms as well. We're also known for the Grown Alchemist, which we launched into Eleven Howard during Fashion Week a few years ago and we launched into the U.S. and um, it's blown up. It's become a competitor of other brands out there like Aesop. We're no longer working with that brand because it was um, invested by Unilever, but now we're launching the next top eight beauty brands from Australia.
0: How cool is that? <laughs> okay, so I have another question. Yeah. So why is it called beauty for women but it's called grooming for men it's a very like lady in the tramp type of thing
1: <laughs> that's a good question um I think everything is moving to more of just like beauty and lifestyle and unisexy as I call it because um, I think a lot of the traditional men's grooming brands from when I started are f- like finally fading away and if you look at their businesses and malls and you look at like larger companies they're not selling quite as much but then you look at brands like, you know, that are out there that are androgynous and, again, unisexy, like brands like Aesop and Kiehl's and you look at like Grown Alchemist and then you look at brands like that I'm launching now, like Leif and also, um, Sayah and they're just like brands that both husband and wife could use and both husband and husband and wife and wife and, you know, a modern day family can use without having to worry about grooming or beauty.
0: So I think it's kind of
1: all kind of becoming one, even though I think the men's kind of industry is going to have another um, surgence of growth again, because the guys are really open to taking care of themselves much more than they were in the past.
0: I know. I feel like we should come up with a good name for the hybridization of beauty and grooming. Let's think about it. Yeah. Like... Hmm like groody, <laughs> groody. <laughs> <laughs> groody. <laughs> or um or brooming oh yes I like that <laughs> unisexy might be better I though. love right. unisexy I think it's so, okay great so what advice do you have for um young people who are thinking about you know getting into a field like this and you know how do you begin and how do you not quit when it's not going well
1: well, you know, most things never go well right away. Um, I think you just, I always tell my word of advice to anyone starting in any career, especially in beauty or in lifestyle and fashion or anything that you're passionate about, is you always have to do what you love the most. Um, and then, of course, success follows, but it also takes hard work. It just doesn't happen overnight. And we had mentioned that family in the past that are well-known on social media, but they worked really hard to get there. Like, I remember watching and going shopping in their shops Oh, they're awesome. Kim's they like have, one of the most smart, incredible. intelligent, kind, know, beautiful
0: person. People, that was my least grammatical sentence I've <laughs> ever said, I'm sorry. I mean, think great. But basically, I, I think Kim is yeah. a, a brilliant businesswoman and brilliant. people completely underestimate her. Yeah,
1: I remember watching her on E! as a stylist when I was younger, and I was like, I wish people remember that she really worked hard to get where she is. People just think it was, like, an overnight success, but she worked hard. Her and Courtney had the best segments on E! for styling, like, the nor- and then their shop took off, and then before you know it, then there was a show, but they were working really hard, and they were super talented. Yeah. Yeah, I loved what they were doing then, and I still love what they're doing.
0: Yeah, me too. I'm fans. Yeah, I'm, I'm fan too. I'm pro Kardashian.
1: <laughs> me so. too, totally. I
0: don't know why people are anti.
1: I think it's just haters. I There's think so, so, many so haters too. Others, not to mention, everybody wishes they could look so good so <laughs> without trying so hard. Um,
0: I love I love that perspective. Um, to what extent are you using social media to grow your brands?
1: I'm actually quite terrible at social media. I just now I've gotten really great with it, and I have a great team, and I love with people about what, what we do is we just, um, a lot of our brand owners spend a lot of time doing their Insta stories and working with their kind of partners to create more content. Um, even stores that are doing terrible with social media are working on content too. So that's we're, we're all working hard to do more content more video content, more Instagram stories, more connecting with the humans out there and people knowing how to do things and helping them. And So that's kind of what we're doing lately. I was was like, oh, my God, I'm getting some followers. How is this happening? I'm 43 years old. Like, I feel like I'm a dinosaur when it comes to that. And thank God I have three kids that, like, know what they're doing. I have, like, a 24-year-old son that's, like, always helping me. And uh, and a 19-year-old stepdaughter and a 17-year-old stepson that always help me with everything. You're
0: holding up surprisingly (laughs) well. Can I offer you a cup of Senka? (laughs) But I am learning a lot. You're so young and handsome and talented and... Yeah. Um, I accomplished, yeah. and so you have your kids who are also helping you stay modern and.
1: Current. They they keep me relevant. They keep me with the times, especially um. Um, we have our, our, our my stepdaughter who's like my dream child too. She's so great. She is now going to school for beauty, and so she's always trying all my hair care products and giving me great advice about them and. Um, you know, that's how we we also vet a lot of the products that we get to everyone we know and just to get feedback and so yeah. today I had a meeting before here and they were like, We don't know about those brands, David. And I said, Well, you always told me about the you know, you always tell me that when I launched something and then you guys wanted a few years later, so I'll be back in here again in a year or two. You know?
0: Well, I feel like that's so awesome. It's
1: fun. I love what I do. I love love going to work every day. I love waking up and every day is a challenge it's never easy when you're building brands there's th- there's wins and there's the highs of the wins and then there's the lows of like out of stock issues with production issues with like shipping and things like you know there's always putting out fires and creating new kind of the fun artistic part which is like doing the content and the marketing and the social media and working on new photography for our brands and working on new campaigns for them and then there's the the side of it that's really business oriented where you're like okay is there a return on investment on this project or are we doing this and so there's a lot of back and forth but I think that's what keeps us on our toes and I have a team of close to 20 full-time employees and they're always working so hard and I'm so blessed that I have each and every one of them because they all work so hard for what we do
0: that's amazing well where can people find you to learn more about you and your company and what you're doing
1: so you can find us on uh, materie.com which is m-a-t-e-r-i-a-e dot um and we're on instagram with materie you have materiae. to be smart
0: to find him because you have to know how to spell matter in latin
1: yeah matter in latin <laughs> and then you also have to learn how to spell my last name you're going to find me because it's two r's and two t's and everybody always messes that up so you can also find me under David Prada, so it's just easy David, then P-I-R-R-O-T-T-A dot com. And there's an Instagram where David Prada brands. And then um Materia. So you can find us on those two locations. And if you're ever in New York, you can stop by Hudson Yards and we're on the first floor at the conservatory, which is probably one of the most stunning stores right now in retail. Um and you'll see oh, I the material edit by. Yeah, it's stunning. sounds so fun then. There's beautiful, there's beautiful brands now from um, Costa Brazil, which is Francisco Costa's new brand, and he was the creative and designer behind Calvin Klein for like 17 years, and he has a beautiful, new, stunning lifestyle brand there. There's also amazing doctor skincare brands there. There's three different brands in that category, and then there's some amazing candles from Sir Trudon, which we are the agents for, the Sir Trudon candles and the Leogé candles, which are stunning. So there's so many beautiful things. It's a total experience. I heard somebody walking by over Mother's Day weekend and someone goes, this is how retail used to be. Oh my God. And I was like, oh my God, I have <laughs> heard that. It's an experience, which nowadays the reason why retail is slowly fizzling out away in brick and mortar is because people aren't creating an experience or a destination or a purpose to go there. Right. So, you know, that is why shops like this stand out because they are creating a reason to stop by and check it out
0: amazing well i feel like we could talk all day (laughs) but um thank you so much for being here this was so amazing thank you for having me you have the most
1: beautiful office here thank you everyone's gonna come make an appointment with her she's gorgeous too you guys her skin (laughs) is perfect i'm like i'm like i'm gonna make an appointment (laughs) we can talk about that offline bye (laughs)